You're listening to the fastest revival talk radio show. The Voice of Revival starts now. Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation. Discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church, prophecy, and current events. We are watchmen sounding the alarm. Broadcasting revival for the church, awakening for the nations, and restoration for the world. Isaac here with the VOR Radio Show. Welcome to our program. Welcome to our broadcast. Wow. There's a reason for this. There's a purpose for what we're doing here. There is something that is coming so quickly and so fast. And that's why we have been talking about the harvest. We're talking about prayer. Now we're talking about building networks and succession and partnering, partner teams, team ministry. And then we're going to get into the great wealth transfer. Then we're going to talk about the VOR Crusades, media messengers, schools of training and equipping. It's all coming together. This ministry has been going at this for next year will be nine years. This podcast, this radio program, this broadcast has been building up since then. And during that whole time, I've been, I was like, ready, Lord, I'm ready to go. And the Lord said, it's not time. Keep, keep doing it. But Lord, there were times and I just felt that I just want to quit. He said, be faithful, endure. I've created you to have enduring faith and you're going to keep pressing forward until I tell you it's time. And now I sense the time has come. Eight years represents new beginnings. We're about to enter into my ninth year at the VOR. The VOR. I am not an amateur when it comes to this. I'm not an amateur preacher. I've been doing this for a long time. This uh, December will be my 50th birthday. So I've been doing ministry close to 20 years now. I wouldn't go back and change anything. It's been a process. It's been something that the Lord has been leading me on. And I love revival. I'm passionate about it. Someone who's listening, you're not just listening because you're following this ministry as a fan or as a follower. No, you know that we speak truth here and we don't back down from the truth. And we're going to tell you like it is. And you're going to be informed and you're going to have revelation and know what's coming before it happens. Because that is the work of the watchman to know what's coming so that he can, he can send the report to the people so that we can pray, so that we can advert, so that we can know what to do when the hard times come. You know, hard times are coming, but we don't have to be miserable. We don't have to be in panic. We don't have to be wondering what's going to happen because the Lord will show us. He has a plan and he's working his plan. Okay, so the first program, we talk about building networks. You got to go back and listen to part one. Part two, we talked about succession and mentoring. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And we're getting to this point that in order for this to happen, we're going to have to change our way of thinking. We're going to have to become people who know how to raise up others. Leadership, I said in the last program, is about transfer, intentional release of power, passing it on, building legacy. I had someone one time tell me, a preacher, he was looking at my notes and says, why are you talking about legacy? That sounds like I'm old. 
I says, you know what legacy is? Legacy is building something now. Not when you're old. It's building something now so that when you're gone, it continues to keep going. When we're afraid to let loose, when we're afraid to raise up others, when we're afraid to advance and raise up leaders in our stead, there's something wrong. There's a root that we need to get rid of. There is an insecurity in our life. There is a mistrust, and that is not good. We need to get that out because in order to do what God is going to do, he's bringing people together that have never worked together, that are coming together for a cause greater than you. It's not about your ministry. It is about God's kingdom advancing. So many come to the end of their life. They did well, but by themselves. They didn't raise up anybody. They have nothing to show for it. I don't want to do what Moses did. Yes, Moses, he trained up Joshua in his later years. He gave him ownership and trained him to take over. But Joshua did not have a successor. We need to think generational, not just in our generation, but in future generations. Leadership is transitional. Have you found yourself in a transition stage in your life? Then it's time to build networks and successors. Your goal should be to maintain leaders, not followers. That is the thing even with social media. People want followers. We want fans, and fans do not last. We need leaders. We need disciples. We have a lot of fans in the church, a lot of people who were evangelized, came to Christ, but they don't want to make the commitment to lead. They don't want to make the commitment to rise up. So they, they stay 10, 15 years doing nothing. And the church could be raising up many people to go out, but instead we have a bunch of fans. We have a bunch of people that are like social media. We do it for the likes. We do it for the comments. We do it for the fans. But when you do something that the fans don't like, they will unfriend you. They will leave you because they're not faithful. They're not patriotic. They are not loyal. God is looking for those who are loyal. That When you go through the hard times, they're not going to leave you. When you go through rough spaces, that's the time that we join together and we work together. A weak leader does not raise up other leaders. He maintains followers. Too many pastors are good at maintenance, but fail at raising up others. The goal is to build something and give it away. Oh, that's hard. You're supposed to build something. An example is uh, a very powerful leader. They say it was controversial, but the man had a vision. And this man has left the earth already. His name was Dr. Miles Monroe. This is what he teaches. He's been teaching kingdom leadership from day one. And he said, I worked myself out of a job. He says, my goal wasn't to keep doing what I'm doing. My goal was to raise up others so that I can do more. He says, the goal is to build something and give it away to someone who will carry on the legacy. I'm, I'm speaking wisdom here. The Lord said, build this network, build the voice of revival. And the time's going to come, you're going to transition it over to somebody else. And they're going to keep it going while you start and you build up other things. And I'm going to bring a team together. I'm going to bring workers together. I'm going to bring groups together that are going to know what to do, that are even greater at what you do. They're better at what you do. And don't be, what was the word? Jealous. Don't be envious. Be grateful because I'm doing a new thing.
This is why I'm teaching this, because it's time for me to do this. The true goal of leadership is not to maintain followers, but to produce leaders. This is the stage called transition. The next phase, the next turn of where you're headed. Have we stopped to think about who is going to continue this work or the work that you're doing? Have we raised up anyone else? I know if I don't start now, the work that I've started will die because I've been focused on doing it myself for so long, but now I have to think differently. I think this is why I haven't gone beyond my capacity because I spent my time doing the work more than mentoring, more than training, more than equipping. Yes, you're getting everything through this podcast, but personally, this is something that I'm going to need to do. And I know there are people out there that would love to know what you do and be trained and do it. I want to be that person. I want to be a mentor. I want to be a father, a spiritual father, to raise up many sons, to raise up many sons, many, many children of the faith, disciples making disciples, disciple makers. Our culture is good at raising up followers and fans, people who like us, but how many of them would carry on what you do? Unless you raise up leaders, mentoring them, and helping them be better than you, then your vision is going to die with you. Man, this is, ouch. This is like reality check. Your vision is the future, where it's going. But the way to get there is not going to happen because you're in control. You need to learn how to trust. Share what you know with somebody else. There is someone who has the heart and passion, even more than you, to take what you have done and expand it further. We have to have a change of thinking. That's collaborations, networking, partnerships. Teamwork is what is lacking, and it's time to pursue it now. This is about preparation and training for the future. It's transition time, people. You will hear this happen in in circles everywhere. You're going to hear it from me, and you're going to start hearing it from other voices. You're going to hear it from other ministries, other groups, and organizations, because this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. When the Holy Spirit speaks, he doesn't just speak to one person. He confirms his word in many different witnesses. We're continuing to keep talking about mentoring, secession. We are at this point in time where we're going to have to be about the Father's business. This is no longer going to be done by one person, one individual, or one ministry, or someone that just seems to think that they have it all together. It's going to fall apart. If we don't start helping one another, it's going to start falling apart. If we don't start really getting this, like I said, the goal is to mentor and then train that person and then give him the opportunity, give her the opportunity to carry on what you're doing. I'm telling you, God is going to raise up passionate people that are wanting to do what you do. The problem is, are we ready to train? Are we ready to equip? Are we ready to father and mother another generation? This is why I'm teaching this, because we're in a transition state. Didn't you notice that Jesus said, I'm, I'm not here to build up followers. We're here to build disciples. Then those disciples make other disciples, disciple makers. 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. That's not right. Where 80% of the works only be done by the few. That's why Jesus said that, that the workers are few. The laborers are few. We need more laborers. We need more volunteers. We need more people to collaborate 
to network, and to partner. This is about preparation for the future and training for the future. It's transition time. People are in transition. Companies, ministries, and relationships are in transition. Mentoring is the successor, is not negotiable. You're not going to get around it. If you're called to do something great, it's not going to be done by one person. I thought about, you know, how you have a sole proprietor, someone who's also a freelancer. They do all the work by themselves. So there's a lot of ministries that are solo. They've been doing it solo because they don't get the vision. They don't see beyond what they have. Understand our time is precious and investing into people is what we should be doing. But not just everybody, but into leaders to raise up teams and networks that will be here after you're gone. I mean, we don't like to talk about that, but the reality is the day seems to come faster and go quicker. Am I, am, am I exaggerating? It seems like our time is accelerating the months, the years. And by the time you know it, when you slow down, you realize that 10, 20, 30 years have passed by. When you started, you were young and now you're getting old. Come on. I started this, what, years ago. It's going almost on, I would say, two decades, a little over two decades that I've been doing this ministry and media production. And I'm going to turn 50 this coming December. I'm not an old man, but I'm realizing that I need to expand myself because one person can only do so much. I just had this revelation. Well, more of a reality check. I started doing ministry and media when I was in my 30s. Now I'm turning 50 this year. Two decades went by rapidly. And who have I raised up to take my place and move this voice of revival? Move my media production company, the Vision Media Platform, and all the things that I've been doing by myself for such a long time. I had this mentality that a lot of people have. If I don't do it, (laughs) if I don't do it, no one else will. Or I don't have the patience to teach someone. This is just an excuse that you like being in a comfort zone and you want to maintain job security. When someone comes around that has more vision, more zeal, more strength, more ideas, then you tend to push them away and you are left carrying the load. And that has to change. This attitude that I don't need nobody is why we are stuck. And if you don't change your your methods, if you don't change your mindset or your way of thinking, you may not have anyone carrying on what you're passionate about. Ouch, that hurts, right? But the reality is this is where we are at. This is a transition that we're in. And if a lot of people don't follow and change with this transition, many of them are going to be stuck where they're at. God has already moved a long time ago, and we're still waiting for him to show up like he did before, and it's not going to happen. Succession is someone who succeeds you. Mentoring must become a priority to produce someone in your stead greater than you, better than you. Like I said in the words of Jesus, if I don't leave you, then I cannot send the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, so that you can do greater works than I did. A successor should achieve more. A successor should achieve more. There's just so much to share. There's so much that is bubbling in my spirit. And 
We have to be about the Father's business. This is not about you. This is not about me. This is about Jesus. This is about his kingdom. That's why we have more politics in our churches than we have states people. A politician is someone who will do anything for power. He only thinks about the people who vote for them. He thinks about what can I do for the people so that they would vote for me. Here's the difference. A statesman is for the good of all the people, not just the people, but for the country, not just for the country, but for every sphere of influence. They think what is best for everyone. And this includes the future generation. There is a great book to read. It's called Passing It On by Dr. Miles Monroe. Dr. Miles Monroe, Growing Our Future Leaders. That's the subtitle. In chapter three, he speaks about this, the difference between a politician and a statesman. You see, the church operates like politics. You understand that politicians focus on programs, but a statesman who has been mentored for transformation thinks differently. The politician focuses on programs and the leader focuses on vision. The politician seeks to secure the next election and the leader is thinking about securing the next generation. Do you see the difference? That politics is all about the moment, about the next election. You know, that's the big hype right now. Who's going to be the next president? We're just focused on that. The secular news media is just focused on that. But nobody's thinking about securing the next generation. We got to start thinking generational. That is going to be a powerful move that God is doing something generational. The politician is occupied with promises. The leader is preoccupied with pursuing purpose. The politician thinks about securing his political seat. The leader thinks about preparing the replacement to take his seat. Oh my God, what a big difference. The politician seeks power over his generation. The leader seeks to empower the generation. You need to get this book. If you're a leader, you need to know how to mentor, train up the next generation. This is how we're going to change America. This is how we're going to change the nations. We're focusing on the present and we're not focusing on the future. We're focusing on the here and now, the temporary. We're waiting for, the, we think the president's going to take care of it. We think the government's going to be our help. We think that more programs and more welfare programs and healthcare programs are going to help out. No, this is going to be a change. I'm bringing up something that's been on my heart about God is raising up families. God is raising up fathers and mothers who are sick and tired of the government telling them what they can do with their children. There is an uprising happening. This is the generation of awakening. My goodness, I'm telling you, the power of God is moving at the VOR. Next year will be nine years since this program has been on the air, whether it's on online radio or podcasts. We are believing that a radio station is going to pick up our program. We're believing that we're going to go on national television. We're going to believe that we're going to raise up leaders who seek the vision of what the Lord is doing here. It's time to raise up leaders. It's time to raise up the next generation. We need to stop thinking politically and lead like statesmen with leaders in mind, training and mentoring. I got to stop here. There's more to talk about, but I got to stop here. 
This is just too much for somebody to grasp. This is beyond our understanding. And we're going to need the Holy Spirit. And we're going to need the guidance of the Lord to show us how to do this. Because it's been rare in the body of Christ. We see it in very few pockets, but we haven't seen it in the majority. It's got to change. It's got to be different. And this is what's going to take place. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen now. And we're going to pray that God will raise up leaders, leaders that will raise up successors, that will raise up the next generation. People are dissing this generation, the Z generation. And now we have our little children, the alpha generation, the alpha generation. And who is the enemy after? He's after our generations. He's after our children. And we got to raise up leaders that are concerned about our children, that are concerned about the next generation. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that this is not something that I'm just talking about, Father. But we're Lord, we're going to implement it. We're going to put it into action. We're going to apply it, Father. And Lord, we're going to see change in our nation, starting in the house of God, starting with the leaders, that they would raise up leaders. Lord, that we will find those who are passionate about what we do. Lord, there's going to be people that are going to connect to the work that you're doing. Lord, I believe that this is not just for the VOR. But this is for every leader that is hearing me. This is for every father, every mother. This is for every CEO. This is for every leader in this nation that feels that it is time for more. We're not going to be led by politics alone, Father. But Lord, we're going to bring statesmen. We're going to be statesmen who believe in the future, who believe in purpose, who believe in change, transformation is coming to this nation. And we stand firm right now, Father. Raise up godly leaders to lead us back to purpose, to lead us back to the kingdom, to lead us back and bring America back to their knees. Bring us back to the purpose that we were meant for, Father. Lord, we pray against the spirit of Antichrist, this elite agenda that's trying to undermine the people of God and accuse the people of God. And Lord, we pray right now that you would raise up godly leaders, not braggers, but those who have a heart to raise up future generations. Let it be so, Lord. Let it be so now. That's why we're building networks, Father. Show us how. Show us how to build up successors, mentorship, Father. Lord, let that be become a part in our churches. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, wow. You've been listening to the Voice of Revival Radio Show. Now we're going to jump into power teams. We need to know how to work together. We got to get over our differences. We got to get over our colors. We got to get over all this racism and this segregation. The reality is we don't believe it, but we are segregated. And it's got to change. God is not happy with the way that we've been operating. And this is going to break open. We just have to trust the Lord to know what he's doing in Jesus' name. If you want to find out how you can be a part of the VOR network, how you can help us continue to keep taking the message of the gospel around the world through this broadcast and also through our crusades, our schools, all of these things that are coming out, we have a blueprint that we're putting together that we're going to be sharing with those who want to partner 
who want to connect. I'm not doing this alone. This is bigger than me. This is bigger than the intercessors that help me. This is bigger than I can take on by myself. And I'm not afraid to ask for help because this is going to take more than I ever anticipated. But I'm ready to surrender to the Lord and say, Lord, send who you will so that we can take this vision beyond my capacity. If that's you, then I want to let you know that you can donate and support the VOR work. Really quickly, I got to share this. I was on social media sharing about a tent revival that's coming to California. I posted, and as soon as I posted, (laughs) it said that I was blocked. I'm restricted to use Facebook for the next two days because I was posting something about revival. I told people more, 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 and more that censorship is going to get worse and it's going to get worse. That's why I built the VOR.net. They can't censor that website unless they want to take it away. We're going to have to build our networks because this is, this is one of the examples of more to come. It's not just me. Many people are going to be X'd out of media, social media. So we got to find a way of how to keep the gospel we got to find a way for people to keep finding the truth because the enemy doesn't want people to know the truth. He's going to block them. He's going to censor them. He's going to shadow ban them because he's the accuser of the brethren, but he's not going to prevail. We just have to know his secrets and his schemes so that we're smarter than them. This is Isaac with the VOR radio show saying, will you be a voice of revival for your generation? Until next time, God bless you. Bye-bye. This concludes the Voice of Revival broadcast for today. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.